Party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We are in the Hump Day Mothership Studio 22. Oh, Lisa Page made me do it. Still can't figure out what it is, <laughs> but you made me do it. Well, you know. Well, you know. I have that effect. I'm so verklempt. I'm so verklempt. Ah, uh, Chancey, the soulless ginger rapper. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, driving us into the nether regions of all things Hump Day Hump. Uh, Herbert the Silent Deer looks on silently. Same face of shock he made on the night that truck hit him. Look at him. Regal, but dead. <laughs> Testing positive from COVID. Oh, post-mortem. Party Foul Steve's at the pub. Party Foul. I'm back at Party Foul Pub. Do you, do you catch like, any crap? Like, you don't catch a lot of the crap because you don't say a lot of the crap. But like when you wear that I plead the second shirt on the on, on social media, you get any of that whole you're a racist. Zero because they, I, I don't need that negativity in my life, they gone. You should get rid of it. That don't yeah, mean they don't say it. it. I let them say it. Who cares? It doesn't hurt my feelings. It's like mm. move on. I got I I've got shirts that are way worse than the, the, so I plead positive. the second. He's the most positive. You should teach like you should be like a a guru. Yeah. Like people should come sit at the feet of Steve. Wait, yeah. Why do Why do I need a therapist when I can just have Steve? Okay, let's talk about that. Tell me. Let's. You're going down a bad path. Why? Right there. You just are. Now he will. He will hang a shingle out and say that he's a good therapist. But about you know, about eighty percent of what he says <laughs> is bullshit. Therapist. It has nothing to do with what they say. It has to do with listening. You got to be a good listener. And how does that make you feel? Yeah. Exactly. How does that make you feel? Oh, I mean, I love my therapist. She do, you have one? She does a lot. Yes. Does she do more listening or more talking? More, much more listening. Exactly. Because See, like I tried to hire. I'll just put this out there. I, last week I tried to hire a certain professional service, and that certain professional service, not a prostitute. <laughs> I was like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> would not, would not let me hire them on on three or four different situations. These three or four different professional services would not allow me to hire them because of who I am and because of who I am. Mm-hmm. And whether that's political position, standpoints, outspokenness, being well-known, whatever. But so, like, I'm worried that if I went out and found a therapist, he or she would know who I am and would come in with preconceived judgments mm-hmm. on how they think I am or how I should be. Right. And I wouldn't get a fair assessment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I have a guy that I talk to who's my, my head doctor. Mm-hmm. He prescribes my medicines. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he had an inclination coming in, but he's a super cool dude, right? Yeah. I've and, got a guy on the south side that I talk to who gives me my meds. <laughs> Off the street. <laughs> Off the mean streets at the, of Burleson. At the, at, the, at the intersection of Barry and University. <laughs> oh, you know him. <laughs> yeah. This, this guy over here. But I, I would like to find a good therapist. Yeah. Somebody that, that would just say, how does that make you feel? Yeah. But then again, I don't really want to hash it all out and stuff. But I think sometimes having that unbiased third party just listen to your issues is... Very beneficial, at least for me. I don't know. I for me, I'm such a bottom line kind of person. Like, I want you to help me fix it. 
Yeah, but that's where you need to find a therapist who does not know who you are. Yeah. They're not going to Google or Wikipedia you. They need to not know really who you are and you need to just go. Because you're right. If you go to somebody who knows who you are, they've already fact-checked you. They will have an opinion. I wonder if Bet goes to a therapist. I bet you he does. I bet <laughs> If he don't, he probably should. I uh, bet you he does. I uh, bet you he does. I feel like everybody's in therapy these what? days, though. I'm not. I need to we're be in therapy. I feel like we're, I'm missing something. We're going to have to fly you into like downtown Chicago and find you a I therapist. That's gonna I go promise you they well. don't know you. <laughs> well, I know just you. feel as though... I don't know. I like, maybe I need... like Okay, so like my head doctor, my head guy, my nurse practitioner guy that I go to, like he's he's friends with... Not, and I'll say this in relation to me, but he's friends with a lot of famous people. Okay. So he doesn't give a shit who you are. Right. Right? He doesn't care about stuff like that. And and so that's why he and I have been able to have a good relationship because he doesn't care. I'm nobody in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I'm nobody. But but anyway, I don't, but but my life is public. It's out there. Right. And I, and it's easy to go out there and find and be like, oh, I'm, I already know what this guy's problem is before I ever deal with it. But surely you have stuff going on that's not public and that's where you like you know that for us we've got some family stuff going on right now that you know Stu hasn't really shared it's it, but I've kind of I, I've insinuated it a little bit on my podcast but it's stuff that we can't really talk about um, and it's stuff that I'm actually dealing with a little bit more than he is and it's like really it's it's taking a toll on me I think a little bit more than him or at least you know Stu's private so he doesn't like to talk about stuff he would not sit down with a stranger and talk to somebody right. where I need someone to Tell me, I'm like if I'm right, wrong. How to deal with this? How to talk to Stu about something? How do we approach it? What are our expectations, boundaries, all that stuff? And I felt like in the summer is where I really needed. I felt like I just needed someone, an outlet, and other than bugging Stu every day with like my problems, and I don't want to be that nagging, annoying wife that's like, well, yeah. I'm always nobody thinking likes this. a nagger. Nobody no. likes a nagging wife. Nobody wants a nagging wife. All right, hang on. I want us to get into further into this stuff. I found therapy for my credit score. Right. Oh yeah. Let's just talk. When it comes to the money, that's what makes <laughs> me happy. Uh, and when you got a good credit score, that's the deal. The average American out there has 97 points they can add to their credit score. 97 points, but no idea how to get them. Well, Scoremaster, my new friends at Scoremaster, I love them. They know how to get those points for you. They are not credit repair. It's credit science, and it helps get you your points fast. In fact, the average Scoremaster user adds 61 points in 20 days or less, and getting your plus points fast can save you a fortune before you apply for a loan or a credit card, or if you're going to refinance your home or buy a car. Scoremaster is also great for business owners who use their credit scores to finance their businesses. It's uh, even great for mortgage brokers who need to get an edge and love helping their clients get better deals. Scoremaster is great for everybody. It even shows you the score consequences of spending too much uh, or even identity theft. Nobody else does what they do. So enroll in minutes. See how many points you can add to your credit score and how fast. Visit scoremaster.com slash Chad. That's scoremaster.com slash Chad. We'll be right back. There's a lot of people out there who they kind of find a stigma, especially guys, especially guys in the Western culture. Mm. Cowboys don't talk about their mental issues, yeah. their depression. Yeah. I've always made a point of talking about it. I put it out there. I kind of built a whole thing years ago on letting people know that I deal with it. Yeah. You know, I don't deal with it 
like right now I'm in a phase of life. I'm not dealing with it like I, I do at some point in time. But that could, for me, that could change like that. Yeah, I think you kind of weave in and out of life with needing therapy, not needing it. Like, I don't think I'm going to need therapy for the rest of my life. But for right now, yeah, it's good. But you're right. People um, need to get over the I stigma. I do the same thing. I'm not, especially among my friends. I, tell you, I told Chad, hey, I got to get my head straight. Or yeah. Something, you know, I'm just, you know. I told whatever. him he had till five o'clock. Yeah. So, get it together, well, Steve. Get your crap together. Yeah. Steve. Like, mm. You got till five, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, Working on it. <laughs> but, you know, Steve will tell you. I mean, it, it, I, I'll, I'll deal with my depression and stuff like that. And some days are different than other days. Mm-hmm. And, there are certain days of the week that hit me harder than mm-hmm. other days. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird how that cycle goes. Mm-hmm. I take medication for it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any shame in it whatsoever. Mm-mm. I mean, if you had pancreatitis, you'd go get that fixed. Right. You know, if, you had an, uh, if you had an appendix problem, you'd go get that fixed. If you had brain cancer, you'd go to deal with that. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. why, why in the world? But, but they, people think when it comes to psychological issues that that's kind of some embarrassing thing. I don't think it's embarrassing at all. No. You I, can't control the chemicals that are in your brain. And your closest, I'd say your friends and, and your spouse, you got to be able to tell each other. I don't know where your head's at right now, but, and then it kind of puts you in check. Well, pull you know? it out of your ass. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's their way of saying, you pull your head out of your ass. That's their way of saying, you know, whatever's going on right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need. It's been interesting that what I've gotten over the years, though, by being honest about that, is how many guys have reached out to me and said, you know, thank you for being bold enough to say. And I'm like, it's not boldness for me, mm-hmm. just honesty, because I don't feel anything to hide. But, you know, I guess it's, it's kind of like, you know, the different studies that are coming out these days that are saying, well, men need to cry more. Okay. You need to wear a dress, okay. Chad. Okay. I'm not got, saying I got to get in. That's not getting. That's not. It's not getting in touch with your quote feminine side yeah. that we're talking about here. We're just talking about your brain health. Uh huh. You know? You're right. I, Life's crazy right now. Mm-hmm. For and everybody. You, and you rarely hear men ever talk about therapy. Yeah. Never. 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 Because there's like some shame in it, or you're embarrassed, or you don't feel like you're masculine enough. Why do you need to go talk to a therapist? See, I think I'm masculine enough to do it. You are, but some other guys might yeah. be like, I don't want, I don't want to, you know, like, I don't want to do yeah. it. Or, and I know, I know some friends that it, found out their husbands were going to therapy and their husbands didn't initially tell them. Like, mm-hmm. it's my, one of my girlfriends does all the financing and the bills and everything. So she was going through all their stuff mm-hmm. and was like, wait a minute, what is this for this doctor? What? And come doctor to find out. Who? Yeah. She, she's South Korean. <laughs> Not that, <laughs> but... Her husband never told her because he was like embarrassed. He yeah. felt like, you know, weird about talking feelings. You guys are also weird about talking about Not emotions me. and feelings. Not Steve you. Steve will talk about his feelings. I, you yeah. two are the exceptions, but I'm saying for most men. Yeah. I, I, only, I only hang around with girly men. I think uh, if, you're going, if you go to a therapist, I have no issue with that. But that's because you're afraid to talk to those people right in your circle. <clears throat> they could probably, you know, This is Steve's way of saying he's cheap. No, but going to <laughs> when you go to a therapist, that cancels out all types of judgment yeah. that you would get. You know from, what? They, you're you're being judged in your circle with your friends all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, look, of course. And I I would rather you know my friends in my circle. Here here it is. Judge mm-hmm. me. I'm definitely judging. Fix me. Judging <sighs> Judy over here. Yeah. Judgy. It's I don't want a judgy. stranger judge it. No. <laughs> Candace will judge you. Candace judges everybody. <laughs> look, look at her peeking up out of the, over that thing right there. She's just like, mm-hmm. mm hmm. She sits in judgment mm-hmm. on the throne from the queen of the Ethiopians. <laughs>
All secrets are revealed on yeah. this episode. Herbert judged me and I hit him with a truck. How about that? <laughs> That's uh, some judgment for him. But I encourage people. I do. I, we, we say this tongue in cheek, but I encourage people, especially you guys out there, go, go get help. Mm-hmm. If you need help, help, go get help. You need to talk to somebody. I always say, talk to God, talk to your, talk to your therapist, talk to your family uh, to the degree that you can. And maybe in that order, maybe not, maybe in a different order. Mm-hmm. But, but if you're a person of faith, God, talk to a medical doctor. Talk uh, to yourself. Talk to a therapist. <laughs> talk to, yeah. Well, that might be why you need to go talk exactly. to the doctor. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Steve does talk to himself, by the way. I mean, I, Steve I has don't. ongoing conversations with himself that are pretty interesting. Had one since the beginning of the show yeah. in my head. <laughs> and I, every now and then I'll hear him over there and he'll be doing something. Like we'll be on the road somewhere and I'm like, are, are you talking to me or yourself? No, nah, just me. That's good though. Yeah. Just give yourself a pep talk. <laughs> what are you doing? What's up? Sometimes it's not a pep talk. It's just but what? listen, I mean, this is coming from some of the most cyclically well, crazy, but stable people I know. I mean, we, we are entrepreneurs. We are creators. We, uh, we live in our brains. We express our brains. Mm-hmm. We put them out there. It's not an admission of weakness. It's just I know that I can't be the top of the game. Right. If I don't, one, take certain medications. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, I can't even remember the names of what I take. I just know I take two pills. Do you take them daily or do you take them only when you're feeling no, like you No, I take them every them. single day. You do? Okay. And, and I got off of them like from 2012 or 13 to about 2017-ish, 17-ish, I was off for five years and I was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But then, but then the pressure of doing what I do just started compounding on me. Yeah. And so that's why for my, my own mental health, sometimes off of Twitter, I don't get on it. Sometimes I'll, I won't be on Facebook as much. People on it all the time, but mm-hmm. I also have some help of people who post for me. Yeah. And I just can't. You'd know, never have a life, honestly, if you were on, if you were yeah. on all the social platforms all the yeah. time. Yeah. The weekend before last, I, I shut it all down. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I walked away from we had uh, We had a guest on here. Who did we have? What was it? I can't, I can't a remember. A couple weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. See, it all runs together. It all runs it, yeah, together. Yeah, it does. And it it's does. Like, yeah. I'm like, and I get to a point, too, where these days, I'm 48 years old, I get to a point where I start going, um, uh, oh, what's what's her name? What's her name? Uh, it starts with an L, uh, Laura, uh, Lisa. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's like because I've got so much going on in my brain that I can't, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you got to come back and mentally detox. And you, but you have to allow yourself, give yourself the permission to do that and also mm-hmm. recognize when the time is, the, the right time to do that. You know, especially over the summer with the riots, I remember like with Twitter, I would just be a zombie at night watching these riots and these people getting beat in the street and I'm like, I gotta put this down. I'm going insane. Yeah. Like I'm really going into some dark places in my head right now with with what I'm seeing. With and then I felt for a while like I was totally desensitized by everything. Like oh, this guy just got cracked in the head with a skateboard. Oh well, on to the next video. Yeah. And I don't want to ever be like that either. And I just did feel the weight of all of it, and you just feel scared. You don't. You feel there's just the whole unknown of it all and and i don't know i just that was when i was like i need to see it there it was uh dave rubin was our guest yeah that's exactly it oh. it, it kind of because dave it, takes you know 30 days off or three months off at a time i mean wow. i'm not gonna do that but i'll you know but i mean he won't even use his cell phone for a month so he'll do like a cleanse he like legit no news nothing wow no media none of that I wish I had the willpower to do that. I mean, I don't know that everybody needs to be that extreme. Right. 
But that was because I noticed that Steve was not doing stuff on social media. And I was like, what's wrong with this bitch? Yeah, right. You're like, what's he pissy about? Uh What's his problem? Yeah. What's going on with him? See, I was out of town. I was out in the wilderness somewhere. So I barely had it was nice for me because I barely. But see, that's my commitment this year is I'm going to spend more time in the woods, on the lake, on the ocean, whatever, just taking the time to hunt and fish. Those kind of things that I enjoy doing or just being outside Mm -hmm. because I've sacrificed all of that in the last six or seven years Mm -hmm. of not doing any of it, maybe Mm -hmm. even longer, not doing any of that. Yeah, I always know when you're having a good time because some days, you know, especially on the weekends when you're always away, you'll have like three stories on Instagram. I'm like, oh, he's like knee deep in this hunting thing. Too busy to be posting stuff. Yeah. But that's how, and it's funny because the people that follow us and know us, I do feel like they have a sense of what's going on because there were a few days here and there over Christmas that I wasn't on Instagram a whole lot, only a couple times. And people knew, they're like, what's going on with you, girl? Like, you haven't been on, you haven't been responsive. They'll send you messages. Where are you at? Yeah. And I appreciate that. Thank you for acknowledging me that you missed me. I still have work to do. I'm working on several other projects. I'm still doing merchandise orders and stuff like that. I'm just not. Steve works his butt off. But Steve also knows how to set his phone aside and Mm -hmm. and deal with what he needs to deal with. Steve works his butt off for something I'm vastly appreciative of Mm -hmm. that he does because he saves me a lot. Um, of of just mental duress. Yeah, could you imagine having to do all that? No, on top it, wouldn't, of it, it wouldn't get done. No, you wouldn't. Just wouldn't get done. Especially with the turnover rate, with the t-shirts and stuff that you yeah. put out there. It's not just every couple of weeks. Like y'all are putting t-shirts no, out every it, couple of days. Every yeah. day, it's yeah. constant. It's, it's constant stuff going on. But you know, I, and I've had people who you know they want to send me these messages and try to get in my business. I just ignore it. Hmm. If you start asking me a lot of personal questions, you know. Where's Willie? Not your damn business. Mm-hmm. I will hide that dog from you for the rest of my life just because you're asking. Yep. Because people are like, well, is he dead? None of your damn business. No, he's fine. He's in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Where's Willie? You know, or you want to start asking me questions about marriage or children or relationships or something like that. I'm not responding to that Mm-mm. stuff. It's not your business. Well, and also there's a reason why you're not putting out there. If you're not, you're not, yeah. you know, talking I mean, about I, it. It was funny. People, people will ask me, people will ask me, this is, this is the danger of social media because people interpret reality through social media. They think they know a person and you don't. I got five kids, five kids. I keep those kids hidden on social media the average person out there does not know the names of my kids that's on purpose there mm-hmm. i don't have p- pictures of my kids and when i say kids i mean they're adults too i've got a couple of adult children uh, and i don't but we don't put their stuff out there because they didn't ask for that yeah that isn't the life they asked for mm-hmm. um and they don't want it if you ask them they say nope we want to be left out yep okay but people care about that dog or they care about something like that. Mm-hmm. And they, but it's like, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend to know me. Don't pretend to know my business because you don't. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know the things. Because there is a public persona. And this, again, goes to mental health. This is a public persona that you put out there that I'm allowing to let y'all come so far into my life and encroach so far into my mental property. But no further. Mm-hmm. Like, because you have to maintain that. Everybody just to stay sane because because people will they'll run you over. And that's why I say don't be sending me these nine page paragraph, you know, twenty-five paragraph messages that I can't read. If I gotta scroll it to read it, probably not getting read. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll skim it, you know. Dear Chad, we just want to let you know that we used to like what you do. Yeah. But now <laughs> but now Stop right there. And I'm Done. like, 
okay, here we go. And then they'll be like, but now you've taken it to the next level, son. You're kicking that ass. And I'm like, I love this person. I love this person. But you might want to tone it down in the areas of being safe. We want you to be out of control. And I'm like, I love this mother. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing a show in Franklin, Tennessee. But Come. You, yeah, but you know how it is when people start, you feel like they're taking you down one road. Yes. And I'm going down this emotional roller coaster yes. in this message. Yeah. And then they're like, but we love you. And, but we want to make sure you stay as awesome as you've always been. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember to never forget how great you are. Well, you know what they say Where's when you're about Willie? to break. You know when you're about to, when you're about to come down on somebody or you're trying to critique somebody and it's not the best or the most positive. You have to build them up. Like these are the great qualities you, you love about you, Chad. It. But yeah. Yeah. you need to stop with the f bombs. You always or something. You know. Yeah. That's and of course, you, like you got you got a sandwich. You got a sandwich. You got a sandwich right. that. Uh, <laughs> You I get a lot of I get a lot of emails and messages of stuff I need to tell Chad or send to Chad. I don't know. None if that was of a it hard... goes to him. Uh, yeah. None of it. None of it. <laughs> yeah. God. I had a friend of mine who was a leader of an organization, and he was a great, great leader, great, great, ran the organization great, but he couldn't handle outside criticism. So, mm. like when mail would come in or stuff like this, and, and they would send stuff to the, they, they were, he had a staff that literally they kept it from him. He never knew it existed. Like, I'm not opposed to that, too. I, yeah. I mean, you know, when I was going through the anti-racist baby phase of, you know, filtering people out, there yeah. were definitely, when I saw, I just delete, like, block, delete, repeat. Like, that's all I've been doing. I just rather not even hear it. I just yeah. don't, you know. Yeah, well, what, there's no constructive. Right. I don't, like, you're only putting me in a, another yeah. level of sadness, depression, scared. I'm, uh, I'm excited about a new sponsor we got, Northwest Retention Systems. Uh, can't wait to show this stuff off. Northwest Retention Systems is America's premier holster and everyday gear manufacturer. Uh, they're no compromise, top shelf company. Love them. I've spent a lot of time on the phone with them and uh, fantastic folks. Yes, every company probably says how great they are, but this company proves it. Gear and product innovation is their obsession. This is a custom shop that provides holsters and systems for hundreds of firearms they are proud to be all american and to be manufacturing all of their products right here in the united states of america and to be employing americans at northwest retention they have goals number one bring the greatest quality value and service to the marketplace number two be innovative and continue to build and provide the best quality lifestyle gear to industry number three most importantly, is to show gratitude, help their fellow man, build relationships, train, and educate. They are a personal company, and they work to bring the very best to their customers and go above and beyond to improve their communities. And as far as their products go, you will not be disappointed. I can't wait for Steve, and I. our, our new retention system is coming in. These holsters are just BA. They're badass, and I can't wait for you to see them. Uh, from their outdoor gear, gear like their top-selling Scout chest holster to their concealed carry lines, quality and performance are present and always will be check out their website to see if they have what uh, you need and i guarantee you, you're going to love what they offer premium quality and satisfaction guaranteed and they offer lifetime warranty they got you covered with holsters done right visit nwretention.com that's nwretention.com enter promo code watch chad and they'll save you 10 percent. we'll be right back I had a um, had a, a 
a manager, a boss, um, years ago. I think it was about 2009. And she, still a good friend of this day, she called me into a conference room. And she said, okay, what's wrong with you? And I said, what do you mean what's wrong with me? She goes, you're depressed. And I said, I am fine. She goes, no, you are depressed. She goes, stop sweeping it under the rug. I see you every day. I said, is my performance lacking in some way? And she's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. You're doing great. She said, but you as a person are just a shell of a person. You're not who you need to be. And uh, she said, no shame in it. But chemically, I can just tell something's going on with you. And uh, she said, I've already made you an appointment to go see my doctor. She said, you're going to go on like Tuesday and you're going to sit down with him. So I go down there and she's like, he's going to prescribe this for you and you're going to take it. This is what's going to happen. And it's going to change your life. And, and so anyway, I go in there and I get a little checkup from this guy and he's Indian. And he goes, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Would you consider yourself an alcoholic? <laughs> I said, yeah, I might. I mean, you know, I, I, I drink plenty. He goes, your enzymes of your liver are very elevated. <laughs> I was like, no shit, Hadid. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, yeah, of course. Um, but no, it, it did. It changed my life. That started me on a journey of getting my brain right, mm -hmm. trying to get my brain right, mm -hmm. and realizing that with all the things I've done in my life, and it's a lot, I've done a lot of things, I've been through a lot of things, um, I don't find my identity in those things. You know how some people, that's one problem psychologically that people have is they, 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 if their problems were ever fixed, they wouldn't know who they are anymore, mm -hmm. right? Yes. If you couldn't talk about your victimization, if you couldn't talk about your debt, if you couldn't talk about your kid that's in rebellion, you couldn't talk about blah, 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 you fill in the blank, then you wouldn't know who you are anymore mm -hmm. because you don't have a problem to talk mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And people f identify themselves a lot of times with their persecution, with their problems. And that's why I keep saying that's why people are so easily offended these days is because these days, kids coming along, young people coming along, they just don't have any trouble. Mm -hmm. Life's been real, relatively real easy for them. They haven't been through anything. Uh, most of them in America, have, have, you know, they've had their cell phones. They've had their shoes on their feet. They've had a car to drive. They've had they haven't gone hungry ever. Um, and so now they got to go out and find something to feel persecuted by. Yeah. That's a great point. They got to go out and create a problem. Yep. And that's, I'm going to get offended. So I've got to take up everybody else's plight. I don't have persecution. So black lives matter. Because, I mean, surely these black folks out there are having it hard, right? I mean, that's what we have to assume. So I'm going to take up their plight. And so now you have a Black Lives Matter march where 99% of them are white people walking and chanting and doing a whole thing. And black people aren't anywhere close to the deal. So uh, we, we're creating problems. Because we don't have an identity separate from our issues. And so that's why I tell people. And so I've been through a lot of things in my life. Like I've said this before, like my friend Gary Chapman says, if you get to rock bottom again, look around, you'll probably see his name carved on the wall three or four times. And everybody's hit it. Everybody's been there. And, but I don't, I don't identify myself with those things. Mm -hmm. it never crosses my mind yeah. to think about all the crap that I went through. But I went through so much stuff that my, the chemicals in my brain were just depleted. They were just depleted. And I'm not one of these guys. I, you know, historically, I was a gym rat. Historically, I was always working out. I was in really good shape. And 
I quit all that stuff, right? You get lazy. Lazy is an easy thing to do. Lazy becomes an addiction. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes your brain gets lazy and the same thing happens. So you work out all the time. You're releasing those endorphins. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that's mental, mental health for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that is a form of therapy for me and a lot of women. I know yeah. that. Like it yeah. is my well, way. It's, it's a very natural high, mm-hmm. you know, to do those things. I mean, that's better than, you know, big chocolate cake. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, there well, have been maybe. nights with that know. too. Chocolate yeah. cake sounds pretty good right you come down from that crash but well and right now with coronavirus stuff going on and lockdowns and shutdowns uh people are drinking more which is a depressant people are eating more crap yeah because that is a comfort and what do we do we you eat a sleeve of oreos and you're like god i feel horrible about myself and now you're depressed again absolutely it's a cycle it's this never-ending cycle you've lost your job it's just everything is easy. Capitalism's going to get you your, you know, dinner right away. So we'll yeah. just get whatever. I don't have to cook. You become lazy. Right. You're right. It's all, it all works with one another. It mirrors each other. Yeah. So it is no wonder why everyone is going to see a therapist or people are getting on different types of meds and trying to alleviate some of what they're feeling That's or right. whatever. But, you know, not a lot of people can, I mean, some people can't afford therapy. Some people, their insurance doesn't cover it. Some people, you know, are afraid to get on types of medicine yeah. um, until they try it and they realize how much different their life can be, you well, know? The, the, and that's the thing, you bring up a good point because I can remember years ago looking for somebody to go talk to, quote, right. therapist, whatever, and I had an insurance issue and, and I was like, well, this is going to be super expensive to deal with this. And then I had... Um, uh, I always tell people, I say, if, if your doctor or your practitioner puts you on a medication, that doesn't mean that that medication is the one for you. Mm-hmm. You might have to tr- change some things up. It's a slow process because let's say you're taking a, a, a Pristique or a, um, um, you know, hell, just name another one of those it's things. like a Zoloft or something. It, it, sometimes it takes three weeks, yes. four weeks for that to get into your system and for it to start leveling you out. You know, maybe you're taking an Abilify. Maybe you're taking... Uh, one of one of these things, and you you just begin it. You get impatient with it. It takes time. Well, and then sometimes you got to switch it up because that prestige ain't working anymore. And sometimes it takes weeks for that particular medicine to leave your body. Yeah. For the other one to work. To so you're right. Working. It 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 is a process. It's not like you just jump on something and right away you feel amazing. Like and I and I've had to go through times where I basically detox off of it for a lack of better terms, where I come off the med. And it, after about three days of not taking the med, it feels like the world's spinning on me because mm-hmm. your head is all of a sudden, it's just imbalanced. It's almost like vertigo. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way it affects me. Mm-hmm. So there are little things like that. And you're like, God. Uh, but, I, but I mean, if you can avoid that kind of stuff, medications and things like that, I encourage you to do that. If you can get natural working out, uh, doing those things, I promise you, you're not going to find reality in the bottom of an alcohol bottle. Mm-mm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Or with a drug. Uh, I'm not telling people not to drink. I'm not. God knows I do. Just be responsible. But I'm not looking for reality in that alcohol. Uh I'm not. And and there's been a time in my life when I did. Mm -hmm. There was a time in my life where I just like, you know what? I'm tired of hurting. So I'm just going to bury it. I'm just going to drown it. And and that's that's what I would do. And I was I was sitting there. I was looking at a bottle of Jack Daniels in my in my kitchen sink one day. And I go, I don't want to be this guy. Mm. I don't want to be this person. This was a long long time ago. This was uh, this was almost probably almost twenty years ago. Wow! And I just said I don't want to be this person. I got too much to live for, and too much too much about myself that there's potential there. But I lived I lived not only chemically but circumstantially depressed because circumstantially I was never satisfied or happy 
And see, people used to always say, well, you're never satisfied. And it's like, well, I'm still not doing what I want to do in my life. And then when I started doing what I want to do in my life, there were people close to me who said, well, you're still not satisfied. I said, yeah, but it's a different, it's a different pursuit now. Now I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. Uh, that's, the, that's the life change that made a big difference for me. I decided to go out and be myself and do what I want to do. But now my lack of contentment is because there's so much more I want to be doing with it. Mm-hmm. And that's encouraging. Yeah, that's great. That's encouraging. So the idea of me sitting still, that ain't going to happen. Me neither. Guess what I did? We sold our book. We got a book coming out in the fall. I heard that. We sold the book. See, things like that. Yes. Yeah. So be looking for a book called Am I Crazy? <laughs> uh, I mean, so, I mean, it it's fits awesome. right. And that's one of the reasons that yeah. I titled the book Am I Crazy? Because it's, it's, it's a book where we talk about the world going crazy, me going crazy. And you talk about these psychological issues, but it's just a humorous look of just all the craziness that's out there. And, and not the least of which starts right here with me. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, I'll announce the publisher later on, but uh, big old shout out. I'm, Big congratulations to me. Got Hug a, yourself. Got a book. Got a book. Pat yourself out. on the back. It's, Found a publisher that was a little crazy too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was a hard thing. Oh yeah. They turned down conservatives, man. Uh-huh. We've been trying to sell this book now for two years, wow. almost two years, and we're probably three years overdue on getting a book out there because I didn't want to just write a book for the sake of writing a book. I wanted to say something of substance, and I feel like this book does. So now I got to finish it. Finish it, and then we got to get book finished. tour dates. You got to do your voiceover yeah. for audio. Yeah. Hello, my name is Chad Prather. I would like to dedicate this book to Studio 22. There it is. <laughs> I love that. And then I list everybody off: DC, the Queen, Chancy, the rapper, Steve, the Fowl. <laughs> Better chance of me reading it if my name's in it. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, the one who makes me do it. Hang tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> You know why we're doomed as Americans? You know why we're doomed? Is we talk about all these psychological issues, but we've become such pansies and we, we've so out of touch with reality. Like, you know, these studies coming out now encouraging men to be basically feminizing men, right? China is promoting an education to drive, a, an education drive to make boys more manly. I was reading this article last week, or I was reading an article this week. This is from the BBC News. Uh, a notice from China's education ministry has caused a stir after it suggested young Chinese men had become too feminine. See, this is why China eventually is just going to kick our ass. Uh, the message has been criticized as sexist by many online users, uh, to which I'll tell you, China doesn't give a sheet. <laughs> they give no sheets. <laughs> but some say China's male celebrities are partly to blame. For while China's government has signaled concern that the country's most popular male role models are no longer strong, athletic figures like army heroes even president xi jinping a well-known football enthusiast has long been seeking to cultivate better sports stars so last week the education ministry issued a notice with a title that left no doubt about its ultimate goal the proposal to prevent the feminization of male adolescents So China's doing the exact opposite of what we're well, exactly. doing. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Imagine if we came heard. out with that. Uh, I want to do this. 
The proposal to prevent the feminization of male adolescents. And we as Americans are doing everything that we can to feminize the yeah. boys. But since Biden's all up with China, maybe this will rub off so. on Biden. I don't and think so. boys Biden won't be in dresses. Uh, want schools to fully reform their offerings on physical education, strengthen their recruitment of teachers. Uh, they. Um, Vigorously developing particular sports like football with a view to cultivating students' masculinity. It's a decisive push in a country where the media does not really allow for anything other than squeaky clean, socially responsible stars. Uh, there were some earlier signs suggesting that such a move was coming. Last May, a delegate of China's top advisory body, Xi Zifu, <laughs> said that many of China's young males had become weak, timid, and self-abasing. It was a trend among young Chinese males towards feminization, he claimed, which would inevitably endanger the survival and development of the Chinese nation unless it was effectively managed. Sounds like they need a little pornography dropped off in the country. <laughs> Steve's like, I'll take care of that. <laughs> Dropping like, pamphlets. Where do you want me to send it? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's one of those things that's banned in China completely. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying that's good or bad, but. <laughs> the overwhelming majority of Chinese reaction to the notice has been negative. Hundreds of thousands of Chinese have taken to social media to voice their anger, with many branding the government's message sexist. Um, is feminization now a derogatory term? One Weibo uh, user asked, receiving over 200,000 likes. Another said, boys are also humans, being emotional, timid, or gentle. These are human characteristics. What are men afraid of, being the same as women? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, beta male. <laughs> Gender neutral. Beta male. Uh, there are 70 million more men than women in this country. Uh, no country in the world has such a deformed sex ratio. Isn't that masculine enough? One said, none of these proposals have come from women. Well. That's because there's no women's rights. I was going to say, China. don't they exactly. kill the China women babies? They don't want little they, female they, they, babies. They, they hush the women over there. Yeah, yeah. and if you're going to have a baby girl, as they like get rid I mean, of them. And stuff. Last week, I heard on the radio they were talking about. You know, they're starting to to put out basically uh, policing units for anybody that's talking about the pro democracy push in China. They're they're like cracking down on it. So you better watch what you say, there, lady. Um, Slap you upside the head. Yeah. Ooh. Some say, uh, uh, let's see, from some in the media, though, there was a positive reception for the drive. Uh, said it won some support. So I don't know. Yeah. Four people were like, I'm, in, I'm into it. Did you just say some say? Is that a Chinese name? Some say. <laughs> <laughs> Repeated attempts to try and up China's football game have failed. They've been mocked as an apparently impossible task. This was the response two years ago when Marcelo Lippi, who led Italy to win the 2006 FIFA World Cup, resigned as coach of China's national football team. Meanwhile, the government, and when we say football, they mean soccer. Football. Oh, that's this right. is, this football. is from the BBC. Okay. Uh, where women are concerned, the COVID-19 pandemic has been a good opportunity to demonstrate the significant role of women as frontline workers. Uh, I've got to read this, though. But as Si Zifu hinted last year, for young Chinese men, the appeal of being strong and fearless uh, soldiers, policemen, or firefighters is waning. The, quote, little fresh meats phenomenon 
continues to be a proven success, but young male celebrities come under increased scrutiny and find it difficult to be anything that departs from the squeaky clean mold. Have you seen some of those uh, little little Chinese stars? No. They're, they're pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> squeaky clean, that's one way to put it. Um, yeah, so there you go. There you go. We're gonna have to send our boys to China. Every bit, every day is something new. <laughs> every day, it's the one time they'll go to China. I went you? to Hong Kong once. Which that's not really. Then it wasn't really China. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had Chinese people, but I love China. I love the Chinese people. Yeah, yeah. Weak little men. <laughs> I love Chinese food. The f- uh, I, well, I mean, you ever notice though when you go? It's two observations from the Chinese restaurant. If you go to the Chinese buffet, which is not Chinese food, uh, you'll see a lot of Mexicans eating in there. But mm-hmm. you never see Chinese people eating in the Mexican restaurants. Oh. You'll never see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, the people who work in the Chinese restaurants, in the buffets, occasionally if they're over there eating their lunch, they're never eating the crap the, the you're food, eating. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, it's they a buffet, Chad. Special whatever. No buffet. They're, they're the eating a couple of noodles, but they got the fruit. <laughs> they got a lot of fruit and a lot of stuff you can't identify, the stuff that you just pass up on the buffet. Yeah. They're eating that. They're not throwing those egg rolls down. No, they're not. No. God, I want it so bad. I haven't been to a Chinese buffet in well over a year. Well over a year, yeah, No, Steve. I mean, nothing's been open to do Nothing's it. been open. Yeah. But oh, and forget it, it now. We made a couple of P.F. Chang's and somewhere else. That's yeah. bougie. I, that's, that's bougie that, Chinese That's, that's food. bougie Chinese yeah, food. Yeah. I don't like that stuff. I want to go. I want to go to the double A in Burleson, Texas. <laughs> I want to go to the double A buffet. I don't. But think the buffets, ever I, don't, I think they're done after this COVID. No one's Probably doing buffets. So. Probably so. But man, that food is What's good. What's Golden Corral going to do? Golden Corral. Remember what, the Ponderosa? They, they were do? closing down anyway. I think. Really? Yeah, I, I think like, they were shutting down anyway. What's Jeff Foxworthy going to do now? Uh, he'll go. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor Foxworthy can't be a spokesperson for anything. Yeah, that's right. Bye. I know. He's canceled too. That's and okay. That's a- if they stay open, Shaquille O'Neal will come be a spokesperson he'll for him. He'll, he'll do anything. Shaquille will sell anything. Yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, Lisa. I'm glad psychologically you're okay. And me too. Oh, uh, yeah. When I was still, the jury's still out on Steve. Hang tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, boy, howdy. I want everybody to come see me in Franklin, Tennessee. Jesse Payton, Unapologetic Tour is going to be. Jesse Payton's going to be with me. We're going to be kicking the butt in Franklin, Tennessee on Friday night. That is the 12th. And then uh, 13th and 14th down in Austin, Horseshoe Bay Resort, two nights. I think one of those shows is already sold out. The other one's almost sold out. So go get your tickets and hang out with us. I bet we can make room for you, even if they're sold out. We could squeeze you in. I bet we could squeeze you in. Yeah. And uh, tickets in Tennessee have sold pretty good. So it's kind of good to be back out doing bigger venues, bigger rooms. We're uh, not doing comedy clubs. I mean, nothing against comedy clubs, but just a different vibe. Different vibe. Be good to get Jesse out there. PG-13 show in Austin. Do not bring your <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah, Je- Jesse's pretty Especially strong. with Jesse. <laughs> Called Jesse the other day and I said, I know you're a pro, bro. Just remember this is because I don't tell comedians how to do their deal. I don't, I don't tell guys, if you want to be how you want to be, if you, if, if you don't know if you're getting an audience or not getting an audience, then you ain't a pro. Professional comedian knows where the audience is, and they might push the envelope one time. They know when to pull it back. Mm-hmm. 
and and Jesse definitely knows that. So uh, I said it's PG thirteen show. That's the way they that's their request, uh, which is weird, but that's what that's they a family uh, community. It's a resort. resort I mean, family yeah. community kind of deal. And they've got people who are staying at the resort. So anyway, it's going to be fun. I should so probably funny. work on my own nonsense. Are we doing? Yeah. I still don't know if that's the outdoor thing or the indoor. It's indoor. Okay. Yeah. So uh, anyway, watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Lisa Page made me do it. Party foul. Steve, uh, love y'all. God bless you. We will talk to you next time. Bye.